Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weed and now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. Alright, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in oh shit that was recording no no not not quite it barely missed it barely missed your comment uh that would have been a patreon exclusive comment for sure uh welcome in to the penny bloom podcast it is i colton robertson and yes it's been two weeks since the movie released but fuck it you know we're gonna talk thor love and thunder baby just because the news cycle accelerates at a rate we can't keep up with doesn't mean we're not gonna do what we want i'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? What up, what up? Uh, sorry to be the reason for the delay. Um, your boy got COVID and couldn't go out in public and you see had, the movie. Hey, um, I respect that you didn't. Mm, thank you. you. Know, I'd, I'd have probably some sort of personal beef if you had. So you I, know, I was your... I was thinking about renting out an entire theater. Um, <laughs> just and going, to, just to just, pull the trig. You know, maybe just not worth the monetary value at the time, but... Um, I get you. I get Definitely you. glad that I have seen it now, though. You should have just done some illegal shit. Like... We don't do that here at the Penny Bloom Podcast. We are unfamiliar with any and all things outside of the law. And if you uh, if you heard that voice there, that new voice, we are joined today by our uh, sit-in guest slash host sort of person, Trenton Moore. What's up, homie? Hello. Hi. Hi, happy to have Wait, you. Wait, do here. they see the video? They or? do not. They do not see the oh, video. Oh, so it's only okay. It's okay, only okay. us. It's for us to hang out and discuss. Just to, you know, we can we can take in each other's so cadence much more sense. a little bit more easy. You know, we can tell when someone wants to talk instead of just being like, oh, now someone else is talking. You know what I'm saying? It's a uh, works a little better with the video. But yeah, mm. Trenton Moore joining us for the first time on the Penny Bloom podcast officially as a getting an introduction and everything you might have heard him chime in at the end of one of our episodes quite randomly uh <laughs> but yeah that was a that was a while back but now D- did you put that in the show oh yeah that was in the show that was in the show but uh was that when, like when we were at mizzou and i went and stole miles microphone yeah yeah I that was the time. so yeah that was that time mm-hmm. yeah joseph got really mad at me i didn't get mad <laughs> no we were fucking livid uh but uh Trenton's yeah, more I, than mad. <laughs> I'd say I'd say Trenton the most mentioned person to have not been on the podcast. Mm. Uh, we, this is true. Uh, almost certainly, we we tell many a story about uh, uh, at least involving Trenton in some capacity on, on the podcast every once in a while, just because we're all so closely tied to the man, the myth, the legend, Trenton Moore. But we're talking Thor: Love and Thunder, baby, Thunder. Feel the thunder. I fucked up the word, but I had to steer into it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but yeah, I been about two weeks since I've seen it. I saw it tomorrow or like as of release day, two weeks ago to the day, hmm. July 7th. I saw it on preview night and uh, I I went into it with sort of a mixed expectation 
where I was anticipating loving it. I was like, there are seemingly no signs pointing me in a direction that would indicate to me I will not like this movie. Mm. That did not keep me, however, from thinking it would be bad. I I was going into it expecting a not great movie. I, I, I was expecting a Batman and Robin-esque superhero movie. Eesh. Uh, which, I, I haven't here's seen the that, thing. So. Uh, well, and I'll explain it to you here. All camp, no quality. It is super fun as a comic book movie. But it is not good. Like, there, there's very, very little quality there. Um, and that was kind of what I was anticipating. Just because the general uh, pumping out of this film, uh, in sequence with a lot of other shit, it could very easily get bogged down and our VFX teams at Marvel getting all rushed to do their work and stuff. And uh, that's brutal out there. Um it didn't seem like Taika Waititi is uh, taking it the the most serious, and I have no beef with that because, you know, it's a comic book movie. Have your fucking fun. Uh, do your thing. But uh, I was like, you know what? I, I fully anticipate that this could be a, an A movie, and I will say it stepped above my expectations in both regards. I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to, and it was a better movie than I was anticipating going in. You thought it could have been a meh? No, not literally. Not literally on our tier list. I need oh, to. I need okay. to stop. Uh, stop utilizing that term so uh, uh, liberally. It's, uh, okay. It's well, a harsh, you, that's a harsh review on our tier list. That's you did say tier. eh, and our tier is meh. meh. So you were safe, um, but, right. I, but I, the same okay. connotation. You know, they mm. feel the same. You mm. know, I got to be more careful. Now I'm excited to place it on the tier list because I can't guarantee you a place of where it will go um it could uh <laughs> Trent, we, we gotta take a pause yeah you, you're typing dude we can we can hear it so clearly <laughs> yeah that's cool that's cool but uh i'm excited to see where it'll go on the tier list that was so fucking funny <laughs> uh because i I do have really mixed feelings all in all about the film. Uh, it being one of those movies that was a forced two hour runtime. Like Marvel was like, this isn't going over. A, this isn't going a minute over two hours. Uh, and felt, I felt that pace, you know, I felt them kind it of pushing it along. It could have though. It could have used it. It, it should have, you know, yeah. like that's, that's the thing. And uh, so g give me your overall thoughts. I've been talking my ass off over here, Joe. You know, I, I mean, it was very fun, as as Thor movies um, have been as of the late, um, with Ragnarok and and the Thor character in the other movies. He's more of the fun guy now, um, and that that the movie was was definitely fun, and it was definitely just um, a refreshing Marvel movie. Like it wasn't something that drastically changed the MCU in any way, you know, the story was pretty contained, although there could be some things that could become pretty big. Um, oh, and certainly. We can, and we can theorize about, about those, but, but uh, overall, I think the, the story that we got was pretty contained to Thor, Jane and, and Gore. Um, pretty much. It was uh, Valkyrie and I don't know. It was actually kind of 
kind of complex. Gore the Rock, dude. Gore is uh, Gore the villain. Bale. He was the villain. Uh, Christian Bale, the Korg. god butcher. Korg is yes. the rock guy. Oh. All right. Yep, and then I met this dude named Dwayne. We were going to make nice. babies over the lava rock. Five years? Was it five or ten years? Or what? Shit. How I, long? That's that's a that's years, a long time. I, I, two two weeks ago for me now, and haven't seen it since. So I'll have all of it. I think five years feels right. Okay, feels yeah, right. that sounds sounds right to me too. But uh, yeah, like like you were saying, all the all the best elements of this movie, uh, Thor, Jane, and Gore, they were the best elements of this movie. But I still felt they were shortchanged. Mm, you felt they were shortchanged. No, I think the best elements of the movie were the soundtrack and Natalie Portman, two best. Jane, Jane was Natalie Portman, so you don't completely disagree with me. Yeah, um, but, but no, the yeah, soundtrack, I'm, soundtrack made fucking. it. Yeah, it, it elevated the movie to a different level, in my opinion. I am one hundred percent with you, and I'm super glad someone else brought it up besides me because I have like an extreme uh, hard on for Michael Giacchino's. Uh, soundtrack work he did the batman as well earlier this year and that's it's gonna absolutely destroy my spotify wrapped but uh i fucking love this dude and i'm actually listening to the love and thunder soundtrack right now uh as as we do this and it's uh you're absolutely right it elevates the movie in pretty much every single way it's it's a very giacchino score like there are certain elements where i'm like oh yeah the dude who did the Batman did this. There's zero mm. doubt about it. Uh, and I mean, beyond that, the whole Spider-Man MCU trilogy, Doctor Strange 1, Rogue 1, uh, the man's been all over the universes we love. And he's going to be directing the Werewolf by Night special with Moon Knight, which is absolutely awesome. Um, so yeah, Michael Giacchino, pretty much one of my favorite dudes in Marvel all in all. And he's just doing scores, which rocks. Mm. Score was good. And the... The handpicked songs were uh, yeah. were nice. Like I was singing, like I don't know for how many days. Uh, Sweet child, of mine. like just oh, just I don't know. That song was stuck in my head. A lot of the, oh, just, uh, no, yeah, I'm with you. There are a lot and, and of scenes, that, and the way that song specifically, "Sweet Child of Mine," takes on a whole new fucking meaning by the end of the movie. You're like, Damn. oh, that's Damn. what that meant. Like and like. I haven't gotten a chance to rewatch the movie, but knowing those are the themes they're building towards, this sort of fatherhood sort of thing, I think I'd see it a lot more, and I think I would appreciate it a lot more on a second viewing. I, st I still need to get back to the theater and see it um, for a second time. But, like, n there are multiple points throughout the movie where, like, uh, I think Valkyrie is the one who... I, I can't remember if Valkyrie or Jane says it, but one of them said... Or maybe it was... Fuck, it might have been Korg who said that... Uh, they think Thor would make a pretty good dad. And like when I say it out loud, I think it was Korg. It's Korg. Uh, yeah, yeah, it yeah. was Korg. Uh, like they have, they have multiple conversations about them throughout the movie, about the, the themes of fatherhood and especially with Gore and his daughter very early mm. on, how all of it is for his daughter. Uh, I think I, I think I would appreciate it a lot more on a second viewing. So I really did like those aspects of it. And uh, there were some other really kick-ass handpicked songs. I love the, uh, just the total blatant we're just gonna play a badass song and have some cool shit happen on screen you know yeah. it was just like all right it's time to it's time to go you know like all right thor's gonna do his thing here we go the, I don't know, it, 
the whole uh, saving the people while desecrating one of their holy oh. structures was a uh, oh. an interesting way to open the movie and an extremely Taika Waititi humor mm. uh, sort of beat. Uh, it was definitely right up his alley. If you've watched like a Jojo Rabbit, you know he doesn't uh, he doesn't make movies that uh, you won't find a little bit of a uh, fucked upness in the mm. comedy. Uh, Jojo Rabbit, you know, the, the comedic Nazi movie. Uh, yeah. Very, very, uh, also very sad. There's a, it, it's very nuanced. I'm, I'm discrediting it quite a bit by, by mm. saying that, but uh, I really enjoy that movie. But uh, Taika Waititi and his hands are just all over this. You know, you you can just feel the Waititi-ness of it. Mm. The man's, uh, the I'm man's got a fucking feel. I, I think I'm, I'm comfortable in saying I love this man. He's, uh, oh, I've, I'm in love with him. Yeah, he. That's. He's also like, extraordinarily attractive. What's, his hair and facial hair, in combination just works, um, and his voice. It's so great. What's uh? I, is he IG eleven? He is, is he, IG eleven. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's IG eleven, which is sick. And he's freaking baller in the sacrifice play. Mm-hmm. He has the sacrifice play. And he directed that episode of The Mandalorian, the season Damn. one finale. Um, so Taika Waititi got a great resume on his belt. And if you want to be even more uh, physically attracted to him, I can't recommend watching Our Flag Means Death enough. Fucking fantastic mm-hmm. comedy on HBO, starring Taika Waititi, across from Reese Darby. But, uh, yeah, YTT fucking rocks. And uh, there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter, you know, about how someone needs to take the reins from this man on on Thor. Mm. Like, people think that the Thor movies need to be taken more seriously again. And, frankly, I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm over the the complaints about the MCU needing to take it more seriously. I would appreciate it, you know. Uh, but we do get that other places. You know, within the last mm. year, we've gotten Zack Snyder's Justice League, Peacemaker, which was, I mean, according to the Snyder fans, was a big, dumb dick fest where they made fart and cum jokes all the time. But it was sad, and it was and it was deep, and it it had layers and shit. Mm. Uh, the Suicide Squad, the Batman, like we gotten all those. We're good on on that side of things. I'm okay with some. Not the greatest movies of all time, but God, am I having some fucking fun and thinking it's cute. It's making me fucking smile and shit. I need that out of comic book movies, you know? And this is just, this has got that in uh, in surplus. Mm. I think there's a, a common trend of, like, people around our age, or maybe a little older, or I don't know, just kind of around our age, they're they're expecting Marvel to mature with, like, their age. And expecting it to... You know, to become more gritty and dark for some reason. You know, like, just because it, we were this age during this movie, it means that by now they should be dark and rated R. But, like, it's all for the kids. Like, that that's what these movies are for. They're for children. Um, that's what they're ultimately selling to for the merchandising, where they make all the money. Like, it's businessly. Like, on the business side, meant for children, and just on the narrative side, it's pretty much meant for children with a story that's serious enough to keep adults entertained. And the way, and the darkness and the the intensity of some mm. aspects of this movie 
they had to lighten the fuck out of it on another side of the story. Like capturing uh, all the kids, putting them in a cage, and, and like, scaring the shit out of them. Can you imagine being a seven year old in this movie theater watching those parts? Like, dude, can we talk about a villainous Christian Bale? Yeah, like, he killed that shit, man. He was Yo. he was sick in this role. Was. I, he really body. I do want to. I do want to take it back to your comment a second ago how, about, about how people expect these movies to age with us. Like uh, for me, that ends with Endgame. That's what that was. It was a. Yeah. It was a send off to the heroes we grew up with. It's time to usher That's in true. a new yeah. era of fans. And here's the thing: a seemingly disconnected narrative, very loosely tied together by a few things. It's a it's another phase one, just with a lot more expansion. You know, like there is a lot more characters being introduced in this version of phase one. Uh, like we're setting up a whole new side of Marvel, and I like I I the movies just aren't linking together yet, which is insane. Like we we've had like in phase four, like or you know our movies that we've gotten. You know, with leading up to Infinity War and Endgame, like they were all connected and they're all leading to something, and it was all like, I don't know, all crazy. But now we're in that that setting up stage, the planting the seeds stage. Mm. You know, to where we really have no idea where this is going until I, that first like link up movie, which is whatever. I don't even know when now, that's going to be. I do love that we're setting up this whole side of Marvel, but the the dangers are. The more the more you're introducing, the faster you're doing it, the less I feel each project was thoughtfully crafted. Mm. Um, and I've, uh, many have had this problem with the MCU for years. And, uh, you know, I I love the Batman to death, but it kind of fucked up watching other superhero movies for me, like <laughs> and going like, yeah, this is good, you know, like. The Batman is good. You know what I'm saying? The other ones are like, they're fun comic book movies now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can, I, I can hardly look at other comic book movies and go, yeah, there's a lot of quality here uh, after seeing it. But, uh, and I know I sound like a corny Battenson nah, fan. No, but like, it's true. Because the Batman is comic booky, but also just a good movie. Um, it struck such a perfect balance. And I'd say this one, uh, this one, it had the bones to strike that balance, you know, like it, uh, it did have this, uh, narrative that was really heartfelt and moving and, and, mm -hmm. and all these things. But something with all these movies getting pumped out is that I don't really feel the stakes as much as I once did. Yeah. Oh, you know? like Jane dies and like, yeah, there's a, there's a tear coming to my oh, spoilers. Shit. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, shit. Sorry. What? Uh, yeah, Jane dies, and uh, like I, I want to cry, but I don't know that I did. You know, like I, uh, it was, I was she was like disconnected for such a long time that it was like, oh, she's back, and now she's Thor, but she's also dying, and it was like, ah, like okay, and like, that's the thing with all these projects. Can't help but feel like the mighty Thor, Jane Foster, should have got her own thing prior to being in Love and Thunder. Then, mm. you know what I'm what saying? What if like, episode something? You know, like right, like even like even just that like little bit. But I don't know. Yeah, I did just kind of rush her back in, and I mean, like 
and sure rushed was, her right back out. Yeah, they picked a pretty, you know, universally sad, uh, it's, you know, just storyline for her. Um, but it just wasn't. It didn't have the same weight as I don't know. As it could have. Of, of like, like that's 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 all I'm like. There are. This has the ability to be heartbreaking every time Jane's on screen. Mm. You know, she's handling it pretty lightly. You know, she makes she's cracking jokes about it and stuff like uh, it's stage four cancer. Uh, Darcy, like, what the mm. fuck do you want me to do about it? Like, wh- what? Uh, and so, like, she does handle it the way Jane Foster would handle it and stuff with uh, just kind of without batting an eye and sort of being like, yeah, it, it like science, bitch, you know, like mm. got my ass. Um, but even so there there was it didn't i didn't feel all of it and the most the moments where i do feel it are when thor and her interact on screen you know whenever he learns about it and whenever there is one piece of acting by chris hemsworth it's been two weeks since i saw the movie but there is one piece of facial acting by chris hemsworth that i think really might be the best thing he's ever done in the mcu in this movie and it's as soon as jane dies like uh, the very the very first face he makes when she slips away, it's I. That's what put a tear in my eye. You know, it was it wasn't. Oh no, Jane's gone. I'm gonna miss Jane. It's like, oh fuck, look what this did to Thor. And that's when I know a character wasn't utilized properly, when they are a device for mm. someone else's story. You know, uh, I would have loved to. Uh, I would have loved to have felt the gravity of that moment for Jane's sake. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but it's not. That's, it's for yeah. Thor's. And, it's just kind uh, of like, oh, man, Thor lost another person. You know, like, he's lost <laughs> everyone, dude. But isn't yeah, he supposed like, to lose everyone? He's a fucking god. Like, yeah, he's in theory. Outlive everyone. In theory. I mean, but now Except Loki, he has like... a god daughter. Hey, listen to this, though. Coming into this movie... The shit Thor had gone through, right? He'd lost, he'd lost Loki, lost his father, lost his mother, lost Heimdall. Uh, lost his broken... sister. Well, yeah, lost his sister. Really yeah, care to she's her. evil. Yeah, did, did lose his sister, though. I'll give it to you. Uh, lost Tony and lost Natasha, if you... Lost Asgard. Who's Natasha? Lost Asgard. Yeah, and that list of tattooed... The tattooed list on his back features Natasha and Tony, Who's which Natasha? made me... A Black Widow. She died. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yeah. He has game. not seen Endgame. Uh, uh, when yeah, did she, she die? Died How did she Endgame. die? She sacrifices herself for the Soul Stone. She sacrificed her life for Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Endgame, it's like, it's just not gonna, it's not gonna click. Um, you really, I, I still can't believe that you have not seen that. It's movie. too long of a movie, hilarious. dude. I understand, but it's like re- it's a revolutionary. It's the Isn't biggest it three movie hours of longer all something? time. Second it's biggest movie three of hours all time. on the dot. Yeah, yeah, that's too long um, for me. I can't. No, yeah, and like uh, that's the thing is that if you don't have interest in seeing it, I wouldn't. I, I say don't. You know, like if you're like, nah, I'm good, then don't. You're you're just fucking. T- just tell me what happens. All right, cool. Iron uh, Man Thanos and... loses. Yeah, uh, Thanos loses. Iron Man dies. Who cares about Iron Man? And Black Widow dies. Cool. Don't Who care. cares about Iron Man? <laughs> I, do, I love having just like the biggest MCU casual of all time on the uh, on the podcast for Thor: Love and Thunder. That's so fucking funny. It's I've not like seen, Tony Stark. I've never seen just... an Iron Man or anything. Iron Man was always my least favorite character. So good thing that he died. Proud of yeah. him. Yeah. 
It was good. I he did so I actually cried tears of joy. Time without died. Iron Man, none of this would ever happen. Like, so like he caused all the problems. He deserved to die because of it. Sure. I guess it's one way to look to at it. Die. He one. deserved to die because of it. Well, like that's he a, started the problem. So if that's the only way that it would work, then. Hey man, that's a spicy hot. That's a spicy meatball that you're throwing. Iron at me Man's right the now. most overrated Avenger. Don't at me. He's not even All a right. superhero. He just has money, dude. <laughs> Batman. Spit. Spit. Yeah, Bat- Batman. Batman's the same way. He's not a superhero. Dude just has money. <laughs> Fuck Bruce Fuck. Wayne. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fuck well, Batman and, too. And he just has. Get what about Batman? Mixed martial Fuck arts gears. Mix, mixed, <laughs> mixed martial arts. You got the Black Air Force on today, Timo. Yeah, yeah, fucking you, around. You're it's easier to easier to roast this shit into the ground. But uh, <laughs> let's get back to Thor: Love and Thunder, though. Uh, we were talking, we were talking Endgame, which has one of the uh, more iconic villains of our time in Thanos, and uh, a good place to start with talking to this movie starts twenty five minutes in, but uh good place to talk about this movie is is about gore and about christian bale's portrayal of such a uh fucking wild character mm. um i uh i really really dig his portrayal here um and people say is... the desert can't age a person you know like obi-wan the, the yeah. age didn't make sense look at this Just look at this look at this he was he was pretty messed up. Um, that did not look fun at all. What they were going was this through. dude a character beforehand? This is the first time I've ever seen him. This yeah. is the first time any of us have seen him. Uh, oh. It's uh, and that's an important question though. Did you feel like they assumed you knew who he was? No, but you guys made it sound like I should have known who he was. So that's oh, why wow. I was confused. Well, I guess just like after the movie, like now I know who he is. And and we're like super nerds that knew who he was when we saw him in the trailer. And then we looked up at all the comics, you know, lines I've, that he I've, went through. I read a lot of, and I like, read a yeah. lot of Thor in anticipation of the movie and stuff by Jason Aaron. Uh, oh. Fantastic, fantastic Thor runs by Jason Aaron, by the way. That but, makes uh, so much more sense. That dude was probably my favorite villain out of every MCU villain ever. Oh no shit. This I mean, I can't I can't hold you for that. That's one he's one of my favorites. Um and that's what's been crazy about phase four so far. Uh movie side of things. Yo. I mean, Green Goblin, No Way Home, uh Wenwu and Shang Chi, um fucking Icarus and Eternals along with the uh mm. you know, Arishim the Judge. And uh, when it Scarlet Witch and Multiverse of Madness, like and Gore, like the, it's been a Scarlet, good run. Scarlet Witch was a good girl. Oh well, well, spoilers you a lot. for Doctor Strange too for you there. Yeah, then. yeah, she's the villain in that movie, even though she has been good. Fallen Angel sort of situation there. It's because they killed her, killed her boy. They did kill her boy. She wants her boys. She know? wants her boys. She loves her boys. Wait, is Vision not dead? There is a version of him out there, maybe. Yeah, you gotta watch WandaVision to get that part. Um, uh, that shit looks boring. No thanks. Oh, <laughs> it's my favorite MCU show. But uh, 
There's too many shows, dude. I know. Too many movies. Hey, and you are a perfect perspective to have on this podcast because you are a defining sort of image of the person who is like, sure, like, I'll go check one out every once in a while, but it's too damn much. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. Like, and that's, that's becoming a problem for a lot more people, even people who have cared are like... I, I, there's just too much now. Like the anticipation, the excitement's no longer there. Imagine um, like being a new fan, and then coming into hearing, what's the next movie that's coming out? Is it Wakanda Forever or is it yeah, Black Quantum Panther Mania? 2. Black Panther Two. So yeah, so it, people are wanting to be like, oh, Black Panther Two. I remember that first one. That was that was really big. I want to get back into it. And then they're like, oh, I have to watch twenty eight movies and six shows. Uh, seven, maybe, you know, and then, like, to get everything, to know, you know, that's what people, like, feel like, or that's what they hear. After like... Miss Marvel, after Miss Marvel ended, the MCU officially crossed 100 hours of viewing. <laughs> if you wanted to watch the entire MCU, it will take you over 100 hours. Um, That's insane. That is that's... four days. Like... That's a for joke, straight right? Days. No, that's straight up. How much more? How much time? That's five. That's like four and a half days. That's how much screen time is in the MCU. They've used up one, over one hundred hours of screen time. See, and I also think what also kind of like makes it feel like there's even more is because like everything with Star Wars that's coming out. So like when you combine the two together, it just feels like there's so much more, even though they're two separate entities. Right, and you're never you're never anticipating anything anymore. You know, like uh, there are certain things that you're more excited for than other things. You know, that stuff that will get you to engage with it. But uh, for the MCU, it's at a point now where if you want to get something that happens here in the next movie, you're going to have to watch the show that came before it. You know, if you watch Multiverse of Madness without watching Wandavision, you'll get it, but you won't like it. Mm. Yeah. You know, like. Uh, You'd be like, why is she, what, her boy, you won't children, she has children like, now? I don't like, get yeah. this. Like, if even if you have watched all the movies, you won't get the plot. Like, it's, uh, they're, they're, the Disney Plus streaming model has greatly, greatly increased the content for which I can put on this podcast, and the podcast makes me very happy, so I'm happy to do it. You know what I'm saying? Happy to watch it all. I'm happy to discuss it all here. But goddamn, the, cons- the the just like consumerism is absurd. What's, because what's the better version? A in massive tied together universe where every movie is part of a continuity, and you know you're getting a lot, or a fully you know free. Um, creative liberty. Um, don't have to assume any timeline or anything. You can just make your own superhero movie. You know, like DC, like or like not MCU. Like, I think there's pros and cons to both. You know, and I think that what the MCU has created is uh, genuinely unique and done on a scale that it has never and will never be done on again. There will never be. True. There will never be another MCU, you know, like this is it. I think um, eventually it gets to a point 
to where it's too much and you have to just restart or oh, yeah. like like and what's that point you know like are they just going to be like all right multiverse war and the end is just a, a you know uh the universe is back to normal but everyone you know is completely gone and now it's you know like a new thing oh at um, that point it'll probably just be whenever disney buys you know everything else and they're mm, just like we're gonna put takes it over the literal world yeah and we'll we're just gonna put it all in one thing we're grooming your children says disney mm. uh of course of course um but uh let let we we, str- we strayed away quite a bit uh, in a in a conversation about the MCU at large. It it, it does pertain to this movie pretty heavily, but uh, I, I while the MCU is becoming sort of a machine and has been a machine that uh, my my instincts want me to dislike, I can't help but keep coming back, and I can't help but continuing to enjoy continue to enjoy it. Uh, if I'm a if I'm being real, you know, there's been shit probably over 30 things in the MCU now at this point. You know, uh, let me let me head to the letterbox real quick and tell you where Thor: Love and Thunder is 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 coming mm. in at on the uh, overall MCU ranking for me. Uh, okay, it is it's top 15. You know, like that that's how much I enjoy this movie. And in a 35 MCU projects, um, top 15 ain't nothing that's to scoff good. at. It is at it's at thirteen. It's uh, right of right above Multiverse of Madness at fourteen. Top five, right top below. five, top five. You think it's top five? Well, I guess of what you fuck seen, yeah, it's top five. Of you've what watched you've five seen. MCU movies. Uh, I don't even know if I've watched five. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I'm saying. Uh, let's see. But, let's, uh, see. let's try let's try to count this. All right, I've seen Black Panther. I've right. seen Ragnarok. There you go. I've seen every big movie instead of Endgame. So like I saw Infinity War than all the ones before it. Age of Ultron, The Avengers, and Civil War. Yep, saw so all of those. I don't like Civil War. I thought it was terrible. Alright, alright. Fair, fair. Yeah. That, that is Tillman's favorite MCU movie. Yep. Well, Tillman also is kind of... He has bad takes. Because I think this movie I, I need I need a podcast about Tillman and Trenton Ooh, I just look, to, think this is the best MCU movie especially for like a casual like a... viewer no 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 like mainly for a casual viewer because like mm. it's just fun like Thor is just a good like character like everyone likes Thor because he's just like he's hot funny and then you have a, another hot funny girl in the movie then you have a killer soundtrack like I don't know. I think it's easy. Frankly, Probably. everyone in this movie is pretty much hot and funny. Yeah, and so, yeah, I don't know. I liked it. I thought it was one of my favorite movies. Uh, I can't. I can't Marvel hold you there. And that's the thing is that like, if there's 35 things in the MCU, I love at the very least 34 of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, none of these are like, uh, God, I hate it. I'm not gonna watch it ever. Even though there are some things I haven't watched in a really long time and probably won't for a really long time. I do like them when I watch them. I enjoy them quite thoroughly but uh love and thunder comes in at 13 uh just above multiverse of madness at 14 and right below spider-man homecoming at 12 but uh guys i just want to let you know um whenever i said my take about this being one of my like my number one favorite marvel movie um joseph did spit up his coffee 
Yes, yeah. Yeah. He, he, you he said it. that this might be the best Marvel movie of all time, and yeah, that that got me. Um, <laughs> just because there there are undoubtedly better movies than this one in the MCU, and um, and if we're expanding it to Marvel movies, uh, at least two outside of the MCU mm. that are for sure better. Time out. I like and Guardians of the Galaxy more. Like I like there you Guardians go. of the there, Galaxy. There's a more. perfect example. This Guardians of the Galaxy is what Thor is trying to be, but still being a big hero movie. It's like, it's trying to be James Gunn, but also have, like, a Sam Raimi Multiverse of Madness storyline together. And instead of, like, doing well at both of them, they just kind of did, like, average at both. On both sides. And it's like it made for a good movie and fun movie, but, like, it just... If they leaned any way in one direction, I feel like the movie just gets better. Like if they focus on one of them more, maybe throw out a little more story and just go for absolute fun or, you know, maybe make Thor, maybe this one a little more serious. You know, he starts out fun, but then he's like, no, like I need to take, I'm, I'm doing serious work here. And, you know, I don't know. Well, that's the thing about Guardians of the Galaxy is that they are extremely well-crafted movies that are extremely funny that really do move you to tears like Mm. they they make me feel things when i watch guardians of the galaxy you know like uh there's there's something james james gunn's capable of in the the superhero writing side of things that uh it just gets me uh it's it's never failed to get me the suicide squad peacemaker both guardians of the galaxy movies he's got the shit on lock and i think uh i think taika waititi is uh I think the influence is clear uh, from Ragnarok and and this movie, especially this movie from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. I thought that James Gunn was the director of this movie from watching the trailer. Um, oh, whenever yeah. it first came out, I remember, like, I think it was on a pod where you're like, "Oh no, this is Taika Waititi," and I was like, "Oh what?" Like, I'm like, the graphics just looked James Gunn, the music was James Gunn. Mm. Um, it just felt like him. And, and I, I hate to say it because I love Taika Waititi, mm. but if this is a James Gunn movie, it's almost certainly better. Uh, and he almost certainly doesn't allow them to make make him make a movie in less than two hours. Uh, like, I think that's something James Gunn yeah. kind of is like. He, he, he works within Marvel's boundaries, but he's also like, I'm going to make a movie that I would like to see. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And that's what I... I there is sort of this, like, I love Taika Waititi because of his carelessness and sort of being, like, this fun-loving, easygoing guy. But, you know, there are there are certain things about him that make me go, ah, you know, there were certain things in this movie that you can tell he didn't, re- didn't really uh, give a shit about. You know, there, there have been interviews where uh, him and Tessa Thompson are, like, looking at the movie, making fun of it as they're watching, as they're, like, watching scenes of it in interviews. Uh, making fun of some of the VFX work and stuff, and which is straight up shitty for one. But uh, for two, it's like uh, there are things in the movie he didn't even notice. Like you're the one who made the fucking movie. What do you mean you didn't notice this? Um, like, like that's just that's just a certain degree of carelessness that I can't absolutely love. Uh, I do love him just being like, yeah, Disney, I'll take that fucking check, give me that, um, and then you know making whatever the fuck he wanted, and like. That's the thing. That's exactly what I get from this movie, though, is that it's just kind of like it's it's fun as fuck. You know, like I, I, I can tell this man was just like, let's make a fun fucking movie. Let's all 
get high and have an orgy on set here. <laughs> um, it's kind of the it's kind of the energy that's brought via this movie. But uh, and, I mean, and, and again, literally the word orgy. No hate. MCU canon that like that. I feel like this is the first MCU drop of the word orgy. It's um, actually not. No. Whoa, uh, Valkyrie is um, Charlotte Hale from Westworld. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Yeah. Tessa Thompson, man. But uh, orgy actually word word was dropped in. Wait, wait, wait. Rag- oh, rag- what? <laughs> Jesus. What? What do you realize now? Luke Hemsworth. Is in Westworld too? Yeah, he's uh, he's Stubbs. He's yeah. Ashley Stubbs. Yeah, yeah. A lot the of multiverse is wild. It's uh, all canon. Anthony Hopkins, you know, uh, uh, Ford, Doctor Robert Ford, Odin in the MCU, Thor's yeah. dad. Yep. Um, no, uh, the, the writer, yeah, yeah. like the main like dude who created Westworld. Like, yeah, that's Odin. Yeah, all of it, all of it. Check out the Westworld Watch Weekly if you're fucking with Westworld. Me and Joe talking every week about Westworld lately. Um, so fucking good. So fucking good. But, uh, uh, I don't recall. But, uh, I, I do know that, uh, this movie, the thing we keep coming back to is that it's fun as fuck. Uh, and, uh, I'll, I'll keep, I'll continue coming back to that. You know, there's, uh, there's several elements of this movie that I do I do really really enjoy. You know, I think Chris Hemsworth puts puts on quite the performance. I think Natalie Portman does too. Christian Bale bodies it. Like that's the thing, the actors are having a ton of fun and doing really really well at it. You know, the directing's really really fun and he's doing pretty he's doing pretty well at it. It really is the writing side of mm. this movie that makes me go ah. You know what? It lost a little steam for me. Like uh, it it just feels like there wasn't enough for me uh to make to be like yes this is critically good so how do you think um like kevin feige approaches taika watiti like does he just say like all right this this and this need to happen you can have you know have it happen in any way and like here's like like how do you think like i i I couldn't tell you how how i expect it happens i can tell you how if I was a creative, how I would approach it with a creator who was going to like, if I was Kevin. Feige. Yeah, like how, I guess the question I'm trying to get at is like, how much creative freedom do you think Taika Waititi actually has a great deal? Mm. I think he has plenty of creative freedom. Uh, I, I think he has, I think he has quite a bit of creative freedom. There's not a lot in this movie that makes me go, ah, oh, well, it's obvious they wanted to keep save something for later here. Or, uh, they couldn't mention this here because what does it mean for this? Like, I genuinely think Taika Waititi probably took a swing at this movie uh, and was... They were pretty much like, yeah, sure, go for that. Uh, the only things that I can think of are maybe the Guardians. Like, the reason the Guardians have such limited involvement in this movie is probably because they're like... Uh, you know, we got plans for the Guardians later on. You can't do certain things with them. Uh, in which case, he handled it exactly correct. Like, uh, I thought the montage at the beginning of the movie to explain why he's mm. not with the Guardians throughout this movie is perfect. I think it's a it's a really great way to open the movie, and it gets us really, really familiar very quick with the dynamic that they've all got going on. Um, and I also, the, the way they frame certain things in the trailer that... Uh, uh, come across differently in the mm. 
in the movie. Like the first time I'm watching the trailer and he goes like, just look into the eyes of the people you love and Thor like, look like follows him. I took that as Thor being like, yeah, I love you star Lord. I'm looking into your eyes. But in reality, no, he's insecure. He wants look to be the person. Yeah. yeah. You're supposed he to wants, be looking he at He wants me. to be the person Quill loves, but he's not. Mm. Um, so like there, there are certain things about this that are, uh, it's, Love Tars. You know, it's every movie. If you you can boil it down to love, he's just. I mean, at least, it, it, and that's the thing is that this did end up having a heartfelt story that I do really, really like. You know, mm. and uh, I don't want to downplay how much I enjoy mm. this movie or how much, like, even so, if it wasn't the best, how much it warmed my heart. You know, I might not have been like. This is beautiful, but I was like, "Oh, this shit is cute." You know, it made me feel the way fucking Paddington does. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, mm. "Yeah, I love this little guy." Although I will say, those movies are damn good. I don't want to. I don't want to completely lump them in here. But I think it's time to theorize. Um, but what is there really to theorize about? You know, like okay, I think Eternity has some cool aspects to it that could go places. Um, like, well, is it done? They... Is it done? Like, is it only the first? Has, it was Gore the first person to reach him ever? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah like, yeah. no one has just. I guess the Bifrost really isn't that of avail. Like, it's not available. You as can't just, just like, access the Bifrost. So, like, I get the impression Asgard was the only. Yo, you don't think Odin went there? You don't think Odin was like. I have the Bifrost in any way I want ever. I'm a fucking well, god king. Let me just. Get one with anything I want real quick. Well, that's the thing is that, like, judging by the movie's logic, uh, Gore has to be the first. Otherwise, it completely collapses in on itself. Um, if, Gore's, if Gore's not the first, he doesn't get his wish. Uh, I don't doubt, you know, maybe... It just seemed that, that the thing that it was in, whatever ruin it was in, has been visited many, many times. It's, like, crumbled. It's not new. It's, like, many people have gotten there. I guess maybe they've gotten there, but they haven't had the key to open it. They've gotten there, haven't had the key to open it, gotten there, been stopped, Uh, you know. By who? Whoever the fuck. Yeah, who are they afraid them? of? How, how are the gods so confident? They're like, he'll never reach it. Like... They're like, he'll never reach it, but he just, boop, he's there, Stormbreaker in. I guess he can just literally travel just wherever darkness is, and like, how, where was the location of it, and how did he, how did he know where it was? Is it just a known thing, but it's just like, no one tries because there's so many traps and things in the way that you'd be stupid to go or like i i if if they didn't expressly say it you would you would remember it better than i would i don't think they uh, did i think it was just kind of like um oh the bifrost is the key and he's been researching this for so long he just knows where it is but i don't even think they said where this ruin thing was where the gate was or whatever see i thought yeah maybe maybe they didn't expressly state it i think they just uh yeah i guess not maybe they did just go we're going to the planet without color it's so dark that uh 
Maybe like I thought that's kind of where they explained it. Wait, that's where it was in the Shadow Realm place? I thought maybe they said it was at the center of the universe. I think I remember remember like Zeus saying that or one of the gods or someone saying that eternity oh, yeah, when he's at the center of the universe is. or yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So maybe it is So just... is Stormbreaker the only key? So like was there never a key before then? Like could that well, be why no one cuz they didn't even know that there was a key? That's my thing, is that the Bifrost, it's, it is pretty exclusive to Asgard, at least as far as we know. And the only object from Asgard that we know has the capability to do this is Stormbreaker. Uh, Could so Mjolnir, like, whatever it's called, do it? Mjolnir? Mjolnir? No, he, he, he it can't. Uh, and the comedy with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker in this movie is fucking hilarious. All the time, go, the back and forth between Mjolnir, Stormbreaker, kind of and like, uh, the like Zeus's bolt slides into the camera. <laughs> it's time we have you have your first beer, you know, yeah. like the cute moments and the little tickle or whatever. Like, oh man, I, now that, that we're talking about the movie again, uh, there were a lot of really cute moments. Uh, Thor telling Mjolnir that he has to promise to keep Jane safe no matter what. So when Jane mm. visits. It's like, oh shit, you need help. I'm gonna protect your ass. Like that's so fucking cool. Mm. Uh, that's that's a really awesome, awesome little part of this movie. The fact that Thor Gore's daughter is played by uh, Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Uh, it's his actual that. daughter in real life. Mm. So that's just a cute little like. She ends up being his daughter on screen. Oh, Chances are there's gonna be more on. stuff. That's there. that's so freaking cute, dude. Right, right. Oh. But, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. This. Whatever, so are they just gonna... The kids getting the power of Thor. Dude. That shit was fucking awesome. Dude, I was, re- like, during that scene, before he gave him the powers, I'm like, are are they really just about to go up and smack with, li- like, little hunks of metal? I'm like, is it is Thor really about to, like, get these kids killed here? Like, I'm like, they don't <laughs> win this. I'm fucking like... stuffed animal like, with the lightning eyes like, and shit. And maybe he just goes off and he just kills them all. Or, like, I don't know. I'm like, what? Like, I'm job, like young ones. dude, I'm like, dude, what's happening? And then, like, when he he's like, all right. He could just do that, which was... I don't care that, like, if he never knew he could or if he knew, like, that's just a Thor thing. I, I don't know. I'm glad it just happened. It was just, Oh, yeah, like, me too. No, Like, just fuck it, man. Never have I ever done this before. Sure. Could it have come in handy once or twice? Yeah. But do I give a fuck? No. No. These kids are, are worthy of Thor. And maybe he can only do it to other Asgardians or some shit if you want to. Or no, because no, some of those kids they were, were all Asgardian. Yeah. You know? Hey, they were Asgardian in spirit, though. You know, they, yeah. what you stand mm. for, you yeah, Asgardians. But, I um, guess Jane did go. Dude, I don't, like... How how did she get there? Like, was it Thor get like that Mjolnir, man that made her Asgardian, and then she was like, I don't know. I think I, once I think like once you become like a Thor, it's kind of like, well, I don't think you really have a choice now, honey. You're going to Valhalla. Um, I mean, if you die in battle, yeah, we're gonna send you to Valhalla. Um, and but she was a human, and there was. Oh wait, no. Because she died in a battle with cancer. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 not just a she died on a on the battlefield. Uh, 
No, nah, she di- she did die in battle. It was just with a uh, with cancer, and that that shit really is sad. Are you that saying she really shouldn't sad. be going to Valhalla? No, I'm saying that's why she did go to Valhalla. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't don't, don't you worry. The, is I'm, that the first human ever? She's not shit. human. Not anymore. She's a god. True. I don't know. Or I don't know, man. It's so, like, we have all these different realms, like, in Afterlife and stuff now. Like, with Moon Knight and and Miss Marvel, and now Thor, like, Black Panther has the astral plane. Uh, like, oh, we have all these different, like, I don't know, dimensions. Um, yeah, we've grown, we, we've, we've been brought up in a rather uh, monotheistic society, so it is hard to wrap our minds around the idea of their... Uh, being all of the options like what does that even look like well it looks like what it looks like you know fuck it it's kind Um, of the only option that they have though they can't just be like all right christianity is the only religion that is real deal with it that just would not go over well um but i like how they're just like fuck it all of them all of them real like i think that's just what they're like there's gonna be like oh and um the 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 god place is what kind of confirms that there's like so, there's, yeah there's all Fair. sorts of gods and i uh i really really loved that scene uh dude russell crow russell crow as zeus man that was uh we had the theories little, in the whenever he came down on the stage little like dress little tw- oh, yeah, like, thing little and then he walked thing. down like oh dude, yes. his little mannerisms Oh, dude, I loved it, and I, I and I was glad he wasn't dead. Dead, you know. I'm just like, you know, yeah, fuck yeah. If you can give me Russell Crowe more, give me Russell Crowe more. But the fact that in that moment, throughout the rest of the movie, I'm going, oh, sh-. like I watched that and I go, oh fuck, it was, th- it's Thor that kills Zeus. <laughs> and like one thing I also tend to forget about uh, the Thor movies is that Thor has no issue capping a motherfucker if need be Mm. uh i know he struggled with that big time with thanos but uh i don't know man seems like he has no qualm killing uh following that i mean he he thought zeus killed korg and he was like all right that's that bro you're You're dead and then the fact that they immediately turn it around and be like yeah korg's alive you're like oh shit did thor just kill zeus for no fucking reason is korg that big of a character well, he's, he's Thor's best homie, you know, throughout the years after, and this is a part of Endgame, uh, uh, throughout the years after he kills Thanos at the beginning of Endgame, Thor kills Thanos, uh, he, uh, he goes into a really big depressive episode over having killed an unarmed man who, uh, did not have any defense up. He just he just executed him, and he had a real he had a real tough time dealing with that. And Korg was his homie, lived with him for like five straight years, looked out for him, uh, was there for him through it all. And uh, an important five year period there, the blip. You know Jane's little comment. What's it been? Three, four years? And eight uh, years. Thor, Thor coming with eight years. Uh, that's about a five year difference. I'd say I'd say Miss Jane Foster got a good old fashioned blipping. Coincidence? Oh fuck yeah! You're on the Steve Harrington wins a fight episode. <laughs> you're on the Steve Harrington wins a fight. He never wins a fight. <laughs> uh, no, nah, but this... Trenton's also watching Stranger Things while we record a podcast. It's the first. It's a first time for that. 
Um, wait, what were we just on? Fricker. Um, uh, Thor and uh, Jane. Thor killing Zeus a couple seconds ago, and then we were on. Uh, uh, shit. Some with Jane. Yeah, it was something with Jane, right? Um. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, fart. Don't smoke weed, kids. That short-term memory. Um. Oh, I thought I had it. I didn't. It's okay. I, okay. One thing that I really thought was going to happen, though, was I thought we were going to see Gore go off way more than we did. I thought he was going to, like, at, like, go to that, like, God, where that God place was and just wreck house, like, for... Or, or and even if he even if he didn't, I know we get the like uh, we get the montage where it's like Thor's mm. seeing that he's committing this carnage, and we see like the aftermath, which is cool, and it it, it presented the same effect as, uh, like it was almost even more ominous that we didn't watch him do it. It was just like all these gods are fucking dead, you know. Uh, but would it not have been kind of uh? a little bit more familiarizing with just the brutality of gore to have uh, seen him do such things like uh, slay that fucking giant of a god like i don't know seems like, like that reminded me of like an episode of rick and morty where they're like oh no there's something really cool happening over there oh fuck <laughs> what are we Oh, dude, you got to see this. You got to see this. And it's just on Rick and Morty just, like, watching it happen, but they don't show us the event that's happening. Mm. Like, that's what it felt like to me. It's like, oh. Damn. Oh, Comedy Central isn't giving uh, – or Adult Swim isn't giving us the budget to show you this right now. But, uh, you know, like, shit like that. That's kind we of – We don't have uh, the time. It's We're limited to two hours. So yeah. here you go. They're all dead. He's strong. Mm. Oh, whenever he was uh, – like, whenever he's confronting Thor – and Jane and Valkyrie in Asgard, I guess. Um, and he like he's walking towards Thor, and then like he uses his like little shadow jump to like jump forward in the like shriek or like piano like bing, you know like a, it was a super mm. sharp like little jump scare moment. Like I wish they did like a they dipped in a little more like in the horror side of him a little bit more because like that mo like I I don't know he did. He was scared. He was a freaky like, yeah, it was scared. Like, a, like creepy. Like, can come out from the dark anywhere. Like, in chat, can manipulate the dark. Like, it was such a cool, like, power set. Um, and and like, it was freaky. And I, I don't know. I think they maybe didn't want to just make the movie dark. You know, it was more of a lighthearted, fun type movie. So they didn't want to just riddle it with. You know, and we're coming off a of multiverse of madness where we had Sam Raimi try to play with it a little bit sure. more. They were probably they were probably thinking about it that way. But I don't I don't disagree at all. Gore really lends himself to be that sort of villain. And I don't I don't think they wasted Gore the way some people think they wasted Gore. You know, uh, I, I don't agree with that. I think we got a really good performance out of Christian Bale. Do I think the movies uh, his uh, time on screen could have been more well spent? Probably we. I, I just think we should have gotten more. I think that what we got was awesome, but uh, I think we should have gotten more. It's the thing though, is that like we could get more. Like you could come back at any point, just in a different multiverse, mm, like in true. a different universe. Like, and it's just like, all right, here's the gore, you know. But in this universe, he fucking killed Thor, 
and opened eternity and wished for every god to die, here's what happened. Like, you know, or I don't like. So, riddle me this, Batman. Is hmm. we see at the end as Gore's about to die and he wishes for his daughter to come back in the reflection of the water eternity takes the shape of his daughter is thor now raising eternity like in a weird roundabout way that's why i think that like this assumption that the first person to get there and that's it is is it like it's we shouldn't just assume that that's right like i feel that it switches every time a wish is made in some way i don't know mm-hmm. like i don't know i feel i just have the feeling that gore was not the first one in this universe to get there like it really just happened now like i if this has been a legend that gods have known about for so long and like every god is super selfish and would want that you know like i i i don't know and that reflection meant something you know it wasn't just like to make a cool transition like it definitely meant something Mm. and whether that's what he wished for is like give my daughter your powers so that she lives forever eternity you know Mm, for eternity eternity, yeah um i don't know maybe that's what he wished for but uh, wishes for his daughter to become eternity so she can just is that her power she can just grant any wish she's just goaded she can just write the universe maybe so maybe so I don't know man and Thor has to deal with someone who's more powerful than him you know like that's the you know he loves her but he's like oh my gosh you're better than me but I don't want to admit it I'm still Thor a little bit, you know? And then he realizes, like, no. I should be proud that you're better than me. That's the next, like, Thor arc. Mm. Um, Maybe I, so. I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, what this could mean. Or, like, what seeds were planted. Or, um, like, what it means for the gr- more grand scale stuff. Um, I, I don't I don't know that it, it does mean a ton for the more grand scale stuff. I think... Uh... I think it certainly sets up Valkyrie to be probably a bigger part of our regular MCU, sort of, instead of just being a Thor character, maybe granting her some access to more MCU stuff, because we see New Asgard has become sort of commercialized. It's a tourist (laughs) destination now. She's basically the president of a new country on Earth, you know, like she's... She's the leader of a a country, you know, she's she's really famous, she's doing commercials for Old Spice and shit, um... So it wouldn't be surprising if Tessa Thompson starts popping out a little bit more in the MCU, you know. Uh, I, I think there's rumors that she's casted in the Marvels, the Captain Marvel sequel and stuff. So, like, uh, that would be really cool, you know. And uh, the thing is, is that the other characters who it seems like were ripe with potential other stuff are Jane and Gore. And we end the movie and they're dead. And so, like... Uh, they had this, like dichotomy to them like both things like they were both dying but this weapon was keeping them alive and like uh kind of corrupting them in a way 
Um, I, I'm not really corrupting well, in, in opposite um, direction, but yeah, it's like, I get what you're saying. Like same things were happening saying. and both weapons were being destroyed at the same time. And like both were dying at the same time, you know, it's very connected. And Yin -yang if, sort of if they just dove deeper into that and just give, give us a little more Jane, give us a little more, um, gore struggling with like, like I have all this power, but I still don't have what I want. And I'm just him getting more angry, like Vader, you know, like seeing that internal struggle. Um, oh, and how different, how different is this movie if it is the mighty Thor and the main character is Jane Foster and Thor's a supporting character where we're more focused on Jane's story throughout the movie. And Thor is just sort of a side character who's like, who plays the role Jane did where it's just kind of like, uh, yeah, I've loved you. And, uh, I love you and I missed you, but, uh, but shit, mm. man. This, this is rough out here. I think you still could have maintained a, a lot of the same emotional beats and just expanded on Natalie Portman's Jane a lot, and I think it could have benefited a lot from that. Who were the two Celestials hanging out at that place? What is uh, Omnipotency? Yeah, yeah, Omnipotent City. Um, yeah, who were those? Were they, I don't know, I didn't really get a good look at him i was just like oh, yeah shit. i haven't looked into it i i could i couldn't tell you all the uh all the celestials off the top of my head but yeah like celestials just booling an omnipotent city uh, which i guess makes sense they're all over the fucking universe hmm. oh i guess what's yeah. up with uh hercules i mean like post credits, post -credits. are always the little seed drops you know and always like the little thing of like hey here's what's to come next or later on Seems like Zeus wants to get his revenge. Maybe is, is Zeus the new big bad? Uh, in Thor's story, maybe. Yeah, like uh, I feel I don't like think... he's. I feel like they're gonna build him up to be like a big bad, and then just like a celestial or like higher level, like multiversal being is just gonna come in and like squash him. You know, just to show like the the drat, like just the the hierarchy. Um. I could definitely see that, and but, like because uh, Russell Crowe is that. Yeah, you don't you don't just waste Russell Crowe like that. Russell Crowe is going to be back, but that's the thing is that I don't think he'll be facing off directly with Thor. Like I think uh, we'll he's, see a lot more. He's uh, going to send Roy Kent. Yeah. Roy Kent. He's here. He's there. He's every fucking where. Love Roy Kent cashing the Marvel check mm. um, as Hercules. There, it's going to be it's going to be Thor v Hercules, which will be really fucking cool. Um, I just, uh, and you know, like, I, I like to think that that's definitely what's going to come next, but, uh, I don't know. What was home, the other post-credit scene? Hercules was Jane, the one in... Jane making to Valhalla. That's right. Okay. She sees Heimdall, just a nice little, like, that's right. Heimdall made it to Valhalla. You think they just end it there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's I don't nothing. think we're getting, like, a Valhalla Wait, was Roy Kent Hercules? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Like... So, but Thor, it just said at the end, Thor will return. It didn't say, like, in what, right? Yeah, no. Gotta think it's the next Guardians movie that he just, like, no. I guess he is just on his own, and he, like, left him and mm -hmm. was so heartbreaking. Yeah, to move on. Yeah, so heartbreaking. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I wonder where he does show up next. Uh, Thor 5. Damn. Uh, I I gotta think so, but uh, the the reason that like I I love post credit scenes and stuff, but I'm Homecoming has shaken me 
to the point where I'm like, I don't like I, they've acted on a lot of post credit scenes, but they've also left a couple just completely alone. They've just been like, yep, we wanted to see what the reaction would be. Didn't get a good reaction. Fuck it. Bye. Um, like with uh, Michael Mando as uh, Scorpion popping up at the end of Homecoming and being like, yeah, let's do this shit. You know, like, uh, and then <laughs> literally, literally nobody knows who Peter Parker is anymore. It doesn't even fucking matter. You know, like uh, shit like that. I don't know. It just kind of... Uh, and now I guess we do have a Morbius post credit scene to throw in there too, which doesn't make any sense at all. So post credit scenes don't really, I guess we don't we shouldn't hold them to the. Not to, I mean like we could <laughs> we can take a lot of solace in them. I think like it is fair to assume Hercules will be the next Thor antagonist. Uh, it's just a lot of introducing new random characters that we have not heard of, like with Harry Styles. Coming up in the Eternals right. post credit scene. Now we got Hercules, character you've never seen before. Um, trying to think if there's been any others. No, I mean, Jaling took, <laughs> took over the Ten Rings True. at the end of Shang-Chi. Like, that's not a new character, but, you know, still Val and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and, uh, and Hawkeye and shit. Kingpin popping up at the end of Hawkeye. I know they're not brand new characters, but brand new characters to the MCU as we know it. Um, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Uh, but I don't know, man. It's I, all there, I, apparently. And we just got to figure it out. Apparently, it's all right there for us. But uh, I don't know, man. I don't really have much else to say on Thor Love and Thunder. I thought it was a fun movie. I uh, is it is it my favorite Marvel movie ever? No. Is it the best Marvel movie ever? No. Is it the worst? Absolutely not. There have been far worse Marvel movies. Uh to to have been released and i i gotta say this one this one's far from the bottom of the list you know so let's let's give it a let's give it a rating i think i'm ready on the old penny bloom rating scale so we got three ratings out of five stars on a scale of one to five we've got our enjoyment and that's just overall how much the movie connects with us how much we're digging it overall how, how it made us feel uh, we got the genre rating, and for this one, it'll be a superhero action comedy. I'm thinking is sort of the sort of the vibe yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And that's out of five stars. And then, uh, just critically as a film, out of five stars, how are we feeling about it? And uh, we take the average of those three numbers, and we go ahead and make that our overall score for the film. And I think this is going to be it's going to be solid. I think it'll be all right. Um, so enjoyment wise. How how you feeling about it? I think I enjoyed it more than Multiverse of Madness five. as much. Um, it's either four point nine or five, and I don't know. I'm hesitant on the five, which Joseph, makes me feel like it's a four or nine. I was I there know. with you. You gave that movie a five. You I were know, smiling that, the whole time. I, I mean, it was very fun. It you were was. smiling the, thing, the whole yeah, time. I, You're like, dude, this movie. Is, but a four can... nine is still. A four nine is a four nine. It's like it's nine point eight out of ten. You know, like that's nothing to fucking. Uh, All right, stop so at. if but, I uh, give it a five coin, what do you give it? Uh you know, like, and I think it's important that y'all are much fresher off of the movie than I yeah. am. You know, I've had two weeks to sit with it. It's aged in my mind, and uh, the way the things age with me is very, very important. For example, when I saw Elvis a couple weeks back, that movie aged. 
really fucking good in the days after I saw it, the weeks after I saw it. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder was a no doubt five when I walked out of the movie theater. And, you know, maybe that's maybe that's the gut rating I should be going with. Uh, but, you know, removed from it, I go, all right, what are my five out of five enjoyments as far as comic book movies are concerned? And I know it's not like not in comparison to anything. That's not important. That's not what this is about. But I think it's worth asking. Uh, and is it exactly if I'm thinking of a perfect I enjoy this movie more than anything, it should be the standard for my five out of five in comic book movies. Uh, I I think I gotta go more in the four nine range, and maybe even maybe even four eight five. Um, like that's Ooh. that's sort of ooh. A four eight five are the Kill Bills. That's how we enjoyed the Kill Bill. And I feel like this is actually a fair comparison to make between these movies. They're kind of more on the fun side, funny, got some cool action. Some just scenes that are just for fun and just for complete, you know, either gore and blood and kills or, like, just insane action. I mean, the gold blood spewing from yeah, the yeah. guardian True. gods. True. I mean, very reminiscent of uh, Whoa. The, the Look how Hattori that Hanzo. Whoa. The Hattori Hanzo sword slicing through motherfuckers and making them spurt. Um. Uh... And that still puts it above Multiverse of Madness at a four eight. My my gut straight off rip was a four eight five. Um, that was kind of where I was feeling. Trent, uh, how do you feel about that? Are you saying five? Feel about what? The enjoyment rate. We're, we're saying four eight five. No, that's fine. That's fine with you. I love your support. I love your support, and I appreciate you. Four eight five. It is for the enjoyment, which does still put it a point oh five above Love and Thunder, and that's the thing for me is that of the two MCU movies we've gotten this year, I do like this one more. Mm. I, however, do not think it's better, Mm-mm. or maybe not even, not maybe not even close. But uh, genre wise, as as a superhero action comedy, this is fun as fuck. Um. It's it's a really high genre rating for me here. Um, you know, looking at uh, some of the other superhero action comedies that come to mind, the Deadpool movies, almost certainly, the Guardians movies, uh, Thor Ragnarok. We've had some we've had some fun superhero action comedies, uh, and this is this is amongst the more fun of them. I would say, I think it did everything it wanted to do, which now. The argument that I would make is that it didn't have high aspirations. Mm. You know, like I think it, I think it did precisely what it meant to. You know, at least at least from a creative uh, creative perspective. Uh, and whether that's good or bad, I don't think it really matters in this category. It's more of the did they do what they meant to do, and I think this movie did mm. precisely. What it intended. Yeah, with Doctor Strange at a four two five for the genre, like it's above that. Like it, that's like definitely the floor. And I feel like the floor is probably more close to like a four five or like four six. I I think um, this just felt like a Marvel movie. It felt like what they should kind of be. It could have been a little better, but 
regardless, I think anyone could watch this movie and have a good time. If if you don't know a thing about Marvel and you just pop into this movie, I think it it, it works. It's top one, yeah, it works. Um, so I I think I think like four seven five or maybe that's where I, that's where I was leaning. You know, like as as what it does as a superhero comic book movie, I think it nails it. I don't like. Do I think it's the best one ever? No, but when it comes to this genre, this is almost exactly what I expect. You know, like. It made me go, oh yeah, this is what I'm here for when it comes to the MCU. Like I don't, I don't need some dramatic, awing, jaw dropping shit that I'm just like, oh my god, I never would have fucking thought. Um, but you know, here here we are, and uh, I I re- I really quite enjoy it. I don't think it's uh, I don't think it's mind bending. I don't think it's. Uh, the greatest shit I've ever seen, but it's it's fun. Now, the rating where it's not gonna be where the others are. Nah, um, not quite. This is where uh, multiverse of madness. I think it, this is like it shines more here um, in this category. Uh, I the, agree. For how it, 100%. how it's how it's critically made, and I mean, we said earlier that like the performances were amazing and we you know with what they had they did they did great um soundtrack rocked was awesome. it was very fun um, um now this is where the thoughtfulness does matter for me uh how i felt the intent how much i felt the intention was there uh and i i don't i don't feel that a lot coming off of this movie i think it was uh it was heartwarming it it hit all the beats but I don't think it took the necessary time to flesh out the things that happened in between. Uh, like you said, great performances. I love Chris Hemsworth as Thor. This just continued to reassure me of that. Uh, Tessa Thompson, Natalie Portman, Russell Crowe popping up, Christian Bale just dominating as a villain. It was a lot of fun, and they did really, really well. But I, I it was lacking. It was lacking in a way that was much deeper than multiverse of madness from a critical point of yeah. view. Like I watched multiverse of madness and went stylistically, this might be my favorite Marvel movie just from that perspective. I can't even come close to saying that about love and thunder, you know, like it was a, it was fun, but it was run of the mill. Yeah. I you think, know, it was, I mean with, we gave Dr. Strange a four, two, five, and like Thor is definitely in the it's in the threes. Yeah, it's um, not a four. I don't think it dips into the twos. No, I think, no, no, no. I think no, 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 no. three is far from it. I, I think it's 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 um, I think it's high threes. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I think I it's think uh, like a three, seven, five, or like a three. That's, a, that's exactly where I was at. Was a three, seven, five out of five. You know stars. what's funny I think is that Minions: The Rise of Gru is a better made film than Thor Love and Thunder. And that's okay. That is It's 100% okay, okay and, and it's, it's 100% actually true. Accurate. Probably. I haven't seen Minions, but like of what I've heard, it's probably true. I think it is. I think they give the characters more time to be who they are in that movie. And uh I think it worked a little better. But uh wow, it beat it. It beat Multiverse of Madness overall by point zero two. Hey, the difference was that enjoyment rating, yeah. man. And the genre. They, had the, they crushed they the had, genre. Yeah. They had the exact same difference between film and genre. Mm. Both 
half a point difference. Dang, look at uh, that. With, with the .05 edge to Thor Love and Thunder. So with that, it brought Thor Love and Thunder to a 4.45 out of 5 stars on the old Penny Bloom film scale, which doesn't make it What's your quite lowest? a 9 out of 10. What's what? What's your lowest score overall? Uh, I think Spaceballs. Spaceballs is, yes. Um, what is that rated? You know, this Thor Love and Thunder, though, is above Minions Rise of Gru, which is above Pulp Fiction, which I do agree with. Um, I do agree with this as to well. To see, let's see, four, four, five on the. How average. the fuck do you think it's better than? Is it just because the enjoyment rating? Pulp Fiction's Pulp not Fiction? that good of a movie. It's overhyped. It's overhyped. Thirty-sixth um, Chamber of Shaolin. Holy fuck, that's perfect. What's the thirty-sixth Chamber of Shaolin? You gotta watch it, dude. A fantastic movie. You gotta. Can see I start see. doing not... more with more of these with you guys? Absolutely, buddy. Absolutely. It's Wait, hold on. Go to your quite... worst one. Go to your worst one. Oh, I will. It's not quite The Departed, but it's a little bit better than A Clockwork Orange in Ace Ventura, which I is exactly how I would Ventura. describe this movie on a <laughs> random given day to anybody. What's 5x5 five five Colton, um, Joe, and Tillman? What are those? Man, Can you click man. on one of them? We got a lot to go over. Got, we got a lot to go over. Trenton, this is a this is a master document. Wait, right here, can buddy. I do? Wait, go to the five by five. I want to do one. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you a five by five. Let's do one. We'll give you a five by. Can five. I do one? All right. Yep. <laughs> oh, we'll send you. We'll send you a whole thing after this, and you can fill out the whole goddamn thing if you want. Oh, I thought we uh, would do it live on air. <laughs> no, not right now. Those take forever. Oh, dude. Um, yeah. They they take they take like two and a half hours when we discuss them, but uh. Can we discuss it one time? <laughs> oh yeah, please, please come on for a five by five. We'll really? do like a Westworld edition or some shit. No yeah. way! Ooh, absolutely. absolutely, guys, you're making me horny sure. right now. Please don't tip me with a good time. But, Saturday, uh, let's do it or Sunday. Coming, but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think this came out about right. Uh, four point four five out of five stars on the old Penny Bloom film rating scale. Now. Uh, potentially a more important uh, more important part of this is placing it on the Ooh. old Penny Bloom Marvel tier list. Whoa, when are you having this released? Oh no no oh, no. Oh no, yeah, no. we this got is... we got a lot we got a long twenty twenty four this is this is not this episode is not coming out in 2024. This is the, oh, you guys are about to get the first little tidbits of what we plan on doing <laughs> starting uh, next year uh, once we complete our 52 year journey through film and catch all the way up. The Friday movie nights will not stop; uh, they will continue. But we will do every comic book movie that had a theatrical release um, every Friday for as long as that takes us. Um, Yes, it is anticipated to go into 2024 right now. Uh, so we've got, we've got big plans. Spoil stuff. We have not announced that, but you know, fuck it. You leaked. Can you erase Indeed. this? It's okay. Yeah, I can edit it, but like, it's really not a big deal. It's not like someone's going to be like, <gasps> "Oh fuck!" Somebody tell the Hollywood Reporter the Penny Bloom podcast <laughs> is doing this shit. Nah, like it's all Unless... good. It's all good. We, we don't we don't matter that much. I mean, if y'all want to take it there, take it there. But uh, I don't think they'll care. Um, so let's put this on the, uh, Marvel tier list. We got an A to F scale, but we've, uh, we've altered the names, you know, uh, uh, top tier is yo, what the fuck? Second tier is fuck. Yes. Three is 
hell yeah. Fourth is that's cool. Fifth is okay, yeah. And the bottom tier is meh. And uh, Origins Wolverine is fucking top tier if it's the movie I'm thinking about. It's not. I, it can't be. It's, it can't it's, be the movie can, you're thinking it, about. There's, and if it is... There's literally no goddamn way. Is this if the one is, where he goes to, like, Japan and shit? That's Wolverine. Oh. Where's that right? Which is in the okay, yeah, tier above it. Nah, nah. That movie was gas. We actually just recently moved that, I think, down from that's cool to okay, yeah. Um, Maybe undeservedly. It it needs a rewatch before I can comfortably Fair. say so. I, I do I think it belongs in that's and that's cool, but like I'm not. I think all these is okay. Dark yes, Phoenix, the one with Scarlet Witch. No, no, that's with the Dark Phoenix. That's with Sansa. Which one's Stark, on, that which one's with Thrones, Scarlet that Witch? Girl. Uh, is that WandaVision just X-Men? or uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron? No, she's in the X Men movie. Uh, she's yeah, not. She is. No. Her brother Jean is... Grey. You're thinking of Jean Grey. Yes, Wanda. Uh, nope. nope. Yes, it is. Jean Grey is Wanda, not Wanda. Maximoff is and Jean a Grey different are separate one. But person. they're same abilities. No. Similar. Kind of. Similar One's in the essence. Scarlet Witch, and one is is uh, um, not the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Witch is the <laughs> Phoenix. Uh, they're different powers. But uh, regardless, let's throw it on here somewhere. Uh all right, I think we I'm, could start from the bottom and work our way up. I think, I think it's meh. or we could or we could sandwich. Okay, you're r- wrong. Um, it is it not. Is, meh. It is not. Meh. not I think meh. it's pretty pretty easy. It's not a Morbius type movie, um, and I'm pretty comfortable going up past. Okay, yeah, as I, well. I too um, am comfortable with this. So I think I think we take a pause at that's cool and, and go all the way to the tippy top. And then work our way down and see see where mm. we go. Um, it's not on the same level as Infinity War, or Logan, or in, in it is certainly not at the top tier. Yo, what the fuck? Avengers: Infinity War, Logan, and Into the Spider Verse are just three of the Marvel movies that are certainly better than this one. And I'm pretty comfortable skipping past Fuck Yes as well. Um, it's not on a No Way Home, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Doctor Strange, Black Panther. No, I'm sorry. Daredevil. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man 2. Mm. Yeah. Spider-Man 2002. Sheesh. Winter Soldier. I don't know, Wanda man. Vision. Not there. Miss Marvel. What if? Moving on to Hell Yeah. We're sitting more pretty here for Hell Yeah for me. Uh, the question here now, Thor Ragnarok falls within the hell yeah tier is this your favorite thor movie no it's either this or ragnarok would you put them on roughly the same I level think, yeah i don't think i could put one above the other then i, I me thinks we're going with hell yeah i think as it's... thor ragnarok falls on this tier um It bada fits bing, in in this tier next to Loki, Avengers Endgame, Eternals, uh, Age of Ultron, Captain Marvel, Iron Man, Black Widow, Multiverse of Madness, Spider-Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Shang-Chi, Moon Knight, and Hawkeye, now joined by Thor, Love, and Thunder. Yeah, and, yeah uh, I think that's fair. 
I was almost like in here, but then I was like, nah. Nah, it's it's nah. I like it more than both the first two Thor movies. Yeah. Um depending on the day you ask me, my my taste goes back and forth between those quite a bit. I re- I've always loved the Thor movies though. Um I really feel that there is we could break hell yeah into two different groups. There's just some movies that are kind of on a different level than some stuff that's in here. Um, all right, well then, that to me means we should dissolve it all together, send some of them up and some of them down. Whoa. Purge. Purge the cat. Purge this whole thing and just... It's either a fuck yes or a that's cool? I think at that point... The fuck yes tier would cease to exist, and it would all become hell yeah. I don't know. I, I feel I feel like it's in between though, because I don't. I, I feel like I feel like a, an end game in a Captain Marvel and, uh, and, I mean yeah the like these. Are on a different level than Loki, Hawkeye, Shang Chi. I don't know. Like I, they're, no, they're I feel close. You. I feel you. But it's like I. All right, then here's the thing. We've already got, I think, six tiers. I think one of them has to go. Like I think we would have to dissolve. That's cool. Into okay, yeah. Mm. Like I don't think we'd be able to differentiate. That's fair. Some of these tiers have to go together, and maybe that's okay. Yeah, dissolves into meh. You know, but something's got to go in order for us to add another category. We can't have seven tiers. That's fair. I think we just keep it then. I think I'm 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 overthinking. I think I'm going too crazy here. Um, I think we got a good system. Or nah, we add my an thing. honorary extra tier for just Morbius. <laughs> um, maybe so. Maybe so. But here's the thing. Go back up to go back up to hell yeah for me. I was 100% with you looking at this. Uh, there are movies in this that I do feel are on a different tier, but I don't think they're fuck yes. Uh, an example, Captain Marvel, uh, Iron Man, Eternals, Deadpool, Shang-Chi, uh, Black Widow, Spider-Man Homecoming. I think all those go up, but they're not fuck yes. So what does that mean for the rest, the, the, the ones that are not highlighted right now? I think we ought to just reorganize the tier itself. You know, rearrange them to... Just like the top of hell ranking. yeah? Yeah. You know, sort of thing? Okay. Well, italics, the top ones. So let's see. Loki and Deadpool 2. Loki and Deadpool 2. But nevertheless, Thor Love and Thunder joining the likes of the Hell Yeah tier along with its uh, sister film, Thor Ragnarok. Also, there was Spider-Man Homecoming, uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, Iron Man, Multiverse of Madness, Moon Knight, Hawkeye, all this fun shit. All this fun shit. But, uh, yeah, with that... Uh, me thinks we conclude this episode of the Penny Bloom podcast. If you would, head to patreon.com slash corobloom where you'll find over 30 hours of exclusive content, including uh, today, where my weekly reads 
is going up. I've got my comic book pull list with a ton of books this week. Bunch of comics that I picked up at the comic shop this week. Uh, uh, like at least, I think, six DC, somewhere around four or five Marvel, couple Dark Horse. Just a lot of, a lot of new reads. I also review Berserker, uh, graphic novel by Keanu Reeves, volume one. Uh, and then the book review, Star Wars, The Rising Storm, to continue my coverage of the High Republic era of Star Wars. Uh, all that's available at patreon.com slash where I am continuously updating weekly with the stuff that I am reading. And I know you're comic book fans. I just might go ahead and throw in a little sample for you here at the end. Uh, we'll, we'll see about it. We'll see about it. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm planning on doing. Uh, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by joseph george thank you very much homie oh thank you for having me it is always a pleasure oh and it is always a pleasure to have you happy to have talked to you about thor love and thunder uh we were also joined by trenton moore thank you very much homie yes sir sorry for not talking much guys i don't really have much to talk about (laughs) you talked you talked the perfect amount you talked exactly the amount that i needed you to um any amount that you would have talked would have been the perfect amount. Just just believe that. But, uh, yeah, if you're fucking with me and Joe and you want to hear some more of us every Friday, we're doing the 52-year journey through film right now. Uh, it is Thursday as of today. But tomorrow it will be uh, – we'll be covering a movie from 1999, and that brings us to The Matrix. So that is uh, – that is fucking – it's just fun. Just nothing but fun here on the Penny Bloom podcast. We will also be making an appearance, me and Joe, on a different podcast in the coming weeks. Mm. Uh, someone else's podcast. We'll be joining the team at MCU on repeat to discuss 2012's The Avengers, which is uh, very fun. Very excited for that. Go check out MCU on repeat. Uh, they're, they're some awesome dudes and they've been big supporters of the show for a while now. So we intend to support them the same way. And I really hope that we will be able to have them on at some point as well to discuss some MCU shit or maybe, maybe something else. You know, we've got a giant comic book project coming up next year as Trenton leaked. But, uh, yeah. With that, remember, peace, love, and bloom. Fuck it, fucking, fu- fucking, fucking Thor love and thunder, baby.